the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show today, and I'm, I'm really, really so blessed and thankful to be with you today. And in thinking and praying about what to talk about today, uh, a couple things happened. This morning, well, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. I bought a house uh, a couple of years ago that was in an auction, and I enjoy doing that. I enjoy looking for property and looking for uh, homes and, um, you know, doing things with them. And so I did that with this, and it was in an auction, and I thought it was going to be a really good price. And then got, I got caught up in the moment and actually spent more than I thought, but I still, it was still a good purchase. I had my line of where I would uh, go to, and I wouldn't go past that. So that's word to the wise. You can get caught up in the moment and be sorry later, or you can just think ahead of time, how can I prevent uh, me from feeling sorry later? And that's a good message right there. So anyway, so I went ahead and I actually um, purchased the property. And six months into it, I did get a tenant in there, and got that all taken care of. I thought, oh, good, good to go, good to go. And all of a sudden, they get a call saying that the washer is backing up, the toilet won't flush, and come to find out they had a huge, huge plumbing problem where they had to core, they had to cut out my flooring and through the concrete uh, down to the piping underneath a foundation and uh, all the way out into um, the yard. So after that, uh, that whole fiasco is we had to put the house back together again. And the house is still not all together again. Um, but I put new flooring and I when you put new flooring, it affects what the walls look like. And if you put the, the walls in, then oh, the fireplace doesn't go now. So let's update the, the fireplace. Oh, the entryway now needs to be fixed. So it just kept going and going. And I know some of you can relate to this. Um, or are going to in the future because some of us just haven't reached that point yet where they're doing things like this. But, you know, a small change doesn't always end with a small change, and that's a lesson right there. It's like every single thing that we do affects other things in life. So um, I have found that I need to set some rules in place for myself. I have to have disciplines within my own being, in my own mind, in my own decision-making. I have to have um, boundaries. I have to have healthy boundaries. Without those, things can go ca- into chaos very quickly. And so I think discipline is really important, and discipline comes from disciple. And some people don't really understand what disciple means, but it's teaching. It's being, you, when you disciple somebody, you're teaching them. And discipline is doing just the same thing, too, is in discipline, we're teaching our children. And as a owner, president, uh, leader, I find that I have to disciple or discipline those that are under my responsibility. And I find right now in our world that 
it used to feel more disciplined. There was healthy boundaries. There was things where you felt a little more comfortable with the outcome because you know if you do this, this will happen. And now that's not even true. The lines have been expanded so much uh, that it's become where we're all uncomfortable. And so when I pull this back to my business or even in my family unit as a parent, grandparent, is we need healthy boundaries. We need to we need to know what is right and what is wrong. You know, uh, not everything is black and white, or is it? And so I think it's important that we talk about this and discipline. In my workplace right now, I find that our boundaries have been expanded, not because we realize that they got expanded. It's just that because of COVID, there's been some flexibility that didn't used to exist. And in our flexibility... I think we've lost control. And I don't think that's just me in my business. I think that's in most businesses. We've had to really pivot, which was another show that I did earlier that you can look up, by the way, by going to Sue Freeze, about like com. You can go there and you can look up 10 years of podcast radio shows. Um, and, you know, whatever topic that you want to look up, it's probably there. And it comes from biblical principles because I, that is my guideline. That is where I find my wisdom along with personal experiences, lessons, sometimes pain. Uh, you know, I always say pain has to be worth the gain. And I think all of our lessons are uh, worth the lesson as long as we learn the lesson, side note. So when I'm evaluating my business and I'm evaluating this business, this house, um, I just realized that everything affects everything else, number one, and that without having some guidelines on what you're going to do and not do, uh, you get into trouble. You know, there's there's just this uncomfortable feeling, this anxiousness that I think most people are feeling. That was another show, be anxious for nothing. So today I get a call from a friend who's helping me with this house. There is a koi pond. Okay, I don't know anything about koi ponds. Just that mine is leaking and that I had the water people call and say, do you have a leak because you have your faucet on? And I had my faucet on because the water kept going down three inches within a day. It was going down and I know that I had a leak. Couldn't find where the leak was leaking out. We just knew that the water was leaving the koi pond. Why is this important? Well, because today I get a call from a friend of mine who's helping me with this whole situation because I need to concrete now that the house is somewhat finished. I have to finalize the concrete and the koi pond because it's leaking is out next to where the concrete is being poured. So it's the perfect time to find where the leak is and to fix it. So then the question is how to fix it. I have 33 had, (laughs) I had 33 goldfish, koi fish and two turtles and a whole bunch of guppies. And this morning, I get a picture on my phone showing all 33 of my goldfish, koi fish belly up because we bought a rubber container to put the fish in to where we could dry the pond so that we could reconcrete, line, do whatever we needed to do. And our concern was the fish. But I don't know if we took enough precaution. I don't know if we got enough knowledge. Obviously, the fish are dead, so that we did something wrong. What we did wrong, we still don't know. And maybe somebody on this uh, this podcast, this radio show, um, has more information, and maybe we could figure it out because we definitely wouldn't wouldn't want to recreate this scenario again. So it would be important to understand. And Google is such a great resource, and 
I didn't realize things were moving at such a fast pace, or maybe I would have been more involved. But really, I don't have any expertise in this. And also, maybe, maybe not, but poor 33 fish died in this. Uh, And then I'm thinking, do I really need a koi pond? Maybe I should just fill the whole thing in and just make it all concrete. And then I asked the people that were um, part of this whole situation, and they said, no, let's continue on down the road and, uh, you know, continue on. So we are going to do that. But when I think about that, even, you know, wisdom is so important. And, you know, going to the right source, understanding what's happening and figuring out what your goal is, what your optimum, you know, outcome is going to be. Then you work backwards towards that goal to find out what is it you need to do? What do you need to buy? What do you need to put in place? You know, what kind of boundaries? What, 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 is, what is the ultimate goal? And then you work backwards towards how do you make that happen? So uh, I hope that helps someone because I think we're all in this together for sure. And um, I'm really sad right now that I've lost 33 fish. It's just so sad to me because I love all kinds of animals, anything living, breathing. Um, I just feel for it. And uh, I'm sad. And there's two water turtles that we haven't been able to find. Luckily, they're not dead yet. And hopefully they won't be dead because they're so cute i just love those water turtles anyway um could we have just put one fish in that in that home and figured out if that fish would survive maybe time is of the essence okay so we rush 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 and look what happens so these are all life lessons that i can learn from this experience and there's takeaways in everything that we do so when there is something where the outcome is not the way you want it, then you have to evaluate. This is how we get wise. This is the wisdom talking, is that as things don't happen the way you want, you have to question, what part of this am I playing? What part are they playing? What, what could we have done different so we get a better result? And I think Sue Freeze, that's what Sue Freeze is about in the workplace, at home, anywhere I go. I'm always asking, how did it work? Is there a better way to do this? And how could we prevent that from happening? You know, looking for opportunities to problem solve and to do things better than we did the last time. I don't know about you, but I desire, my desire is for me to be better today than I was yesterday or the day before that or the day before that. And the only way that's going to happen is if we make a conscious effort to evaluate today, evaluate what happened in, in this life or in this day that was good, what worked, what worked in our lives, and then ask ourselves what didn't. Okay, and then you got to take away what didn't work, figure out a solution, uh, problem solve that. How could we have done this differently that would have had a better outcome? So when I'm looking at all that, I'm looking at a scripture right now that comes to mind because I'm talking about discipline. I'm talking about respect. I'm talking about discipline. And Proverbs 13, 24 says, he who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. I I almost went disciple because it's almost about the same. Disciplines him promptly. In a world gone mad, good is called evil and evil is applauded as good. This logic is responsible for the training up of criminals. Show me a child who is not disciplined and I'll show you a child who is struggling under the weight of guilt from accumulated wrong which desires to be dealt with. A parent who overrides the mandate of scripture to correct his or her child has borrowed from the hope of the future to appease the demands of the moment. I I, I mean, I am a mom and I'm a grandmother and I'm so happy that my children have turned out as wonderful and I'm not taking credit for it. I think that I had a part to play, but they're wonderful. 
and I've got two little darling, darling little granddaughters that I'm so excited about inputting wisdom and life and loving them and hugging them and smiling with them and just enjoying them. Sometimes grandparenting is so much better just because we're not as busy as we were when we were parenting because we have all these things. And I know parents, I know, I know, believe me, I was there. But it's so nice because um, I I called my sister once. She has a a son who was one year older than my son, Tyson. And I said, Debbie, does this ever get easier? And her response was so good. No, Sue, it doesn't get easier. It just gets different. And I think that's such a true statement is that in disciplining, we always have to be ahead of whatever's coming up. And I think in work, we have to do the same. It's that what could possibly go wrong here? have to ask that question. What's plan A? What's plan B? I love having plan Bs. People that work with me know that. I'm like, uh, yeah, plan A is right there in front of us. But what about plan B? What happens if? What is the if here? Okay. So continuing on, a child who is not disciplined is often a child who shows no respect toward God's ordained authority, for he will be a child who is prone to rebellion. At times, we may find it difficult to be consistent in administering discipline. And that's true with workplace our employees, it's true at home with our children, or even in ministry when we're teaching. As Christians, we must have a greater standard for our children. We must love them more than the moment. That is such a true statement. Think about that. We want our kids to love us. Of course we do. And sometimes we're not going to be the hero. Sometimes we're going to be, oh, darn it. You know, we're not going to be Santa Claus. But in the grand scheme of things, they need so much to be hemmed in. They need the discipline. They need to help. They need those healthy boundaries. And they will feel so much more secure, which what are our children lacking right now? Seriously, if you think about it, it's security of knowing even us as parents, we're just grown up children, right? And what is it for us? Do you feel secure right now? I certainly do not. Do I feel safe right now? Absolutely not. So I get it. I truly do get it. But our children, if we're feeling that as adults, what do you think our children are feeling? Think about it. You know, um, I I just, on a side note here, I'm going to tell you a little story about my little Montana. She's now 18 months old, and she has a one-month-old sister. And during the time last December, my daughter got COVID. She got COVID, and it was in... uh, at the end of December, or no, I think it was actually January uh, of 21. And as she got COVID, she's pregnant, you know, building, creating this baby in her tummy, in her womb, and she's breastfeeding the other one. So she's built up immunities, the COVID, to the baby in the womb and also the baby that she was breastfeeding. They're all getting, in a positive note, they're getting the antibodies they need in order to protect them, at least from one strand of COVID, uh, you know, so who knows really where this is all going. But um, in that case, um, they say now that once you have COVID, that you have built up immunities. And they're saying that really, why why get a vaccine? I don't know all the details. I'm just saying that that is what they're saying. Um, also, they're saying the vaccine only covers the COVID-19, not maybe the Delta. And then my question is, if the vaccine is limiting your Um, reactions, your um, symptoms, then all that does, in my opinion, is make us less aware that maybe we are sick. And if we are lessening our symptoms to where we don't realize how sick we might really be, then we are 
maybe passing something, even not knowing that we're passing it because we don't have all the symptoms to show that we are sick. So in all of that, I'm just wondering, and those are just thoughts that I have, and I'm sure all of us have our own thoughts, and please don't shoot the messenger. Um, I'm just, you know, thinking out loud now, as Sufri's does quite often. I, I try to keep things real. Uh, anyway, so we must think of the character that shall be built in them by consistent loving discipline. I, I told my little sister this because she started a lot later than I did having children. And I told her, I said, you know, sometimes it's not the right here, right now. It's that what are you trying to build? What kind of character are you trying to build in your child? You know, as they grow up, you want them to be able to think on their own. You want them to make decisions, good choices, because you're not always going to be there to guard them and have them under your wing. So it's important that we teach them in the way they shall go so they will not depart from it. And even if they depart, they depart usually for a moment in time. Usually they'll come back. And I believe that. So those parents out there that are thinking that your children are out there and, and you know, they're, uh, they're out there and you're just praying and praying and praying they come back. Uh, remember the prodigal son. Okay, remember that. Remember that. Uh, and I'm hoping that gives you hope. And just keep praying. Okay, and pray for the the Lord to bring other people, God-fearing, uh, God-loving people around that child because you can't always do it. Parents, we, we, they don't, sometimes our children don't want to listen to our voice as much as we realize that they should. Um, I told my daughter when she had her first child, I said, you know, I'm never going to be smarter than after you become a mother yourself. Because you're going to just realize just what it's all about. And she just told me recently, she says, you were so right, Mom. You were so right. I so understand so much more about how much love there can be and all of the things that go along with it, the sacrifice that moms and dads make. And another thing is I, I had Montana on my arm, on my uh, hip and my arm, and she's kind of heavy now. And uh, we were looking in the mirror, and I was asking her to find her nose and find her eyes and, you know, teaching her language skills and how to point. And uh, my daughter is on the bed breastfeeding the other baby, Dakota. And she says, oh, my gosh. I said, what, honey? She says, I've never seen you do this. You've never seen me do this. But I do that with them all the time. And I said, well, gee whiz, I wonder why. And she goes, that's just so strange to me. And I said, I know, but I think it's so great. And I just laugh. Anyway, um, my earthly father corrected my wrong. And because of that, I am alive today. My heavenly father corrects my wrong. And because of that, I know I shall live because he who loves him disciplines him promptly. And that's the Bible verse that we need to think about is that we don't have to feel bad. I know it's hard, parents, sometimes to discipline. And even it's hard to discipline and be consistent in the workplace. It's just hard sometimes to do that. And so I went to a business um, uh, convention, and I, I actually go to this convention almost every year because I really enjoy it. And it gets me away from it's in Hawaii. Oh, gee, darn, right? Um, it's in Hawaii. And I go there every year, and I'm going to take some employees with me this time. And I'm going to do that because I, it inputs so much into me. And the people I meet are such a high caliber of understanding people, both in business worlds. I mean, they are doing things that I just never even dreamed of. And I'm like, wow, it opens up this world that I don't even know exists. And uh, in scripture and just in their their faith uh, and their stories of how they endured and persevered and, and got through this and that. And it just brings hope to me. And it gives me that understanding that no matter what we are going through, 
God knows. He has us. And I know he has me because of my personal experience. I know he's got me. And I know that he loves me with all his heart. And he wants only, he wants me to love him with all my heart, soul, body, and body. And he also wants me to love thy neighbor as thyself. And I think so often when I look around this world and I look at what's going on, I'm just wondering, are we? Are we loving our neighbor? And do we have a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father? And if we did, would these things really be happening the way they are? And my truth and my faith and my hope does not come from another person on this on this earth. It only comes from him from up above. And he's looking down on us. And he really, he grieves when we make wrong choices. He grieves. But he gives us freedom of choice. Just like, you know what? Think about it, parents. We have to give our children, we don't have to, but listen, they end up getting free choice. You know, are they going to smoke pot? Are they going to take crack? Are they going to sleep with that girl or not? Are they, are they going to tell the truth or are they going to lie? Are they going to think about being the good or are they going to just think about being rebellious? These are freedom choices they have. Our children have those. And God gave us freedom of choice because he wants us to choose him. And how much do we want to have our children choose him? And how much do we want our children to understand that maybe their parents are wise? Maybe, just maybe. It's so funny because I haven't even got into what I was going to get into. And it's pretty interesting. I think what's, this is what happens on the Sufri show is that the Holy Spirit takes over. And whatever the message is, I want it to be his message, not mine. It's not my message. I intervene my stories because I feel that when I'm listening to someone speak, I take in the story, and it sometimes helps me remember the lessons. And if I can do that with you, then that's what I want to do. And I think that's what's happened today. I haven't got very far at all. (laughs) I went through one little scripture. But I think parenting is so important and for us to understand that discipline is important. And uh, the next show, the uh, part two of the show, is going to get into deeper. So this was the cliff note or the hanger or whatever you want to call it to get us involved for the next um, portion of the show, the second part of the show. Uh, be a blessing and, uh, you know, just understand that it's okay and your children might not like what you're putting down. They might not like the boundaries. They might not like it, but you know what? They need to be hemmed in and they feel safer and more secure by having those boundaries in place. So be strong, parents. Be strong and uh, be a blessing. We will be back with more of the Sufri Show right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. 
E. cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, I would love, love, love to talk to you. And listen, I've been advertising on radio for a long, 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 long time. And, you know, it hasn't been uh, easy breezy because there's a lot to learn. But I can help you, and I would love to do that. It's something that I, I feel that I can help with. And if you'd like to advertise on the Sue Free Show, it's a great opportunity to start small. Um, I don't charge a lot for it and we can choose the demographics that works for you so this is um syndicated throughout um southern california central california and with the internet all over the world and so people can get the podcast anytime day or night at their leisure and i think that's just wonderful that we can do that so I'd love to talk to you. But anyway, so um, also um, E. Cola is hiring. And if you have any licensed pest control termite applicator license, we would love to talk to you. And because we have multiple offices in the Southern California area, we would love to have a chance to just, you know, see if it could be a good fit for us. Uh, I only want the best of the best. And if that's you, please contact us and we would love to talk with you. Okay. So part two of this, uh, we're going to be talking about quite a few things, but we were talking about discipline. And I'm going to continue on down that road. Um, in in the last show, I talked about um, this convention that I go to. And in this convention, um, I take copious notes, but the people talk so, so fast that it's really hard for me to type, type, type. And so what I try to do is take the major words or whatnot um, to try to put it together. And so it's kind of like a fire hose. You know, you're getting you're getting all this information from different speakers, pastors, whatever, over a uh, week period only in the morning and then your, your afternoon is is free. If you'd like to know more about this, it happens every uh, every year, and it's a wonderful organization. If you'd like to learn more about it, I would love to talk to you about it. Go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, when word.com, and I can tell you all about it uh, by, by connecting with me there. This is the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection, and uh, I, w- I really, really um, would love to connect with you. So Genesis 128 is talking about procreation. And our assignment in this verse is talking about increase. Now, um, increase, I always thought, you know, 
um, it says to multiply, be fruitful and multiply. So when you think of that, I know what I think about. I think about making babies, be fruitful and multiply. But uh, in this um, convention, conference, they were talking about, I give you the seed, action brings evidence, sow, reap, and there's more. Um, And so what it's talking about is that multiplying our efforts in the business world, multiplying our efforts with our children, disciplining, discipling them, discipling and disciplining our employees. Um, It's really important to have disciplines in place. Now, um, in the workplace, it's no different really because you have to set the expectations up front You have to, you know, we have a procedure for that. We have a system for that. That's something we say daily is that we have a procedure for that or we have a system for that. So we have to evaluate what it is we want to have happen. You know, what is the result we're looking for? And then we work back to figure out how do we put that procedure or system in place to make it happen. Now, that's multiplying our efforts because when you have a business Usually a business is not one person. When you have a ministry, it's not one person. And each person has their own gifts, right? They talk about the parts of the body and that it takes all parts of the body to make the body work. And isn't that true in a workplace? It takes all types of people. It takes all types of skill sets. In the ministry, doesn't it take someone that can sing, somebody that can talk, somebody that can put a drama team together, somebody that can... Um, do the nursery and the ministry of the children. It goes on and on and on. But not everybody can do all things. They could maybe accomplish some of it. But if you don't have a passion for it, if it's really not what you're created to do, then it's it's labor. It's harder than if it's something that you love doing that you would do whether you got paid or not. Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So that's so big if you think about it, that we can do so much more than we ask or imagine. Personally, I know that to be so true because there's so many things like my ministry house for domestic violence, mothers with children. That was something that I, in my head, the Lord planted because I I wouldn't have thought of that on my own. But I think it was 12. Okay. Um, It took 50 years for that vision, that dream to happen. And the only way it could happen is because God had to make himself known because this is way bigger than Sufri's. Way bigger. This is not Sufri's. This is God working. I have to be an open vessel to be used for him. But, you know, and we can listen, people, listen, listeners, we can hold ourselves back. You know, in my workplace, sometimes I feel like I'm the ceiling because my brain is only it only thinks this far. And when I open, if I take the lid or the cap off my head and I I let my brain get creative and expand the horizons to so much bigger. And that can only happen when we put ourselves in places where there's people that are doing a lot more or the Lord reveals something to you and you're going, oh, my gosh, that's way bigger than me. And that happens. I know. Why? Because it happens to me. And I know if it happens to me, it can or it is happening with you. Because I am not so special. I am so not. You know, we all fall short of the glory of God. And don't we all fall short of the glory of God? But there is 
many big things that can happen, and we can hold ourselves back because we have small thinking. And don't don't get upset with me. You know, try to try to just open up your minds to the fact that if that was possible, I mean, if that's true, and you could open up and not be closed minded, if you could open up and see what God sees, if you see through His eyes. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing to be able to do those things? And you don't even know what they are. I know. I didn't know what they were either. And that's okay. But it's amazing. One person gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Isn't that good? That's Proverbs 11.24. Scatter, increase, more generous soul is what I wrote, which, you know, I had to get the scriptures to understand exactly what they were talking about there. God's blessings, God's invitation. Internalize what we hear and do it all. Okay, these are things that, these are little cliff notes. These are things where somebody will say something and I'm typing, typing fast, you know. And when I think about that, internalize, internalize what we hear. Okay, so that's what you could be doing right now. And do it all. Okay, so don't, don't stop at halfway. Okay, just let, open up, open up your thought process, open up to the possibilities of what could be. And when you do this, your life is going to change. Trials you face designed to remove impurities. Isn't that a different way to look? All you see is fire and heat. Okay, I wrote that because I think that's what I was seeing, fire and heat. I saw so many troubles in my way. I saw so many roadblocks. It's like, how can I endure? How can I thrust through these and get through this fire? No easy way out, created for victory. These are things that I typed. Pain, joy, promise. God, where are you? I wrote that. God, where are you? Your destiny is above your ability. Rely on his power. Your destiny, yours, mine, yours, is above your ability. Think about that. That's so huge. Promises, glimpse, diligently seeking, process, refinement, character to handle promise. Refinement. It's a process. We are being refined. I say life is a journey. But during this journey, I say God's not done with me. Thank God he's not done with me yet. And he's not done with you either. And we're being refined. That's not a bad thing, is it? Think about it. It's a good thing. And this life journey we're on is really good. It's really good. But it doesn't feel like it all the time, does it? So First Peter 1, 7, holiness work of greatest test, faithfulness of God. No one can take you out of your destiny. No one can take you out of your destiny. You can take you out of your destiny, but no one else can take you out of your destiny. You have to stand firmly planted, right? It's very important that we do that. Believers who complain, you can look up the scripture on that. It gives some um, helpful hints on that. And it says here, number two was fear God. And three, God is preparing us. Sometimes our left hand doesn't know what our right hand is doing, and that's very frustrating for me. I like the left hand to know what the right hand is doing. But he is preparing us. I don't know what he's preparing you for. And you might not know what he's preparing you for. But what you do know is the lesson or the refinement that you're going through right now. I love that word refinement. I've never used that before. And I'm, I'm going to be using that a whole lot more. And our tests, our testimonies, and our life messes 
become life messages. And we need to be able to voice these to help other people because that's loving thy neighbor, isn't it? Humble you and test you to know what is in your heart. Brass counterpart tarnishes. Hmm, pure gold, transparent like glass. Promises he has for you will come to pass. Promises he has for you. I have a book that's God's Promises, and it's a little tiny book. But there's a lot of promises in the Bible that God promises. And he holds on and, and he keeps his promises. So it's really good for us to understand what those promises are. And we can hold on to those too. So which is better, complaining or thanking God? That's an easy one. At least I think. For me it is. The temple is a place to get healing. All senses protected. Make a change. Motivator living in us. Resilient and change. If you can't see it, you can't be it. These are so quick. And if you don't don't really take it in right now, you're going to miss it. Okay, you're going to miss it. Resilient and change. How often are we changing? You got it. Every minute. (laughs) We are changing. Life is changing every minute. And if you can't see it, you can't be it. I am a visual person. I tell this all the time with people that are working with me. It's like they'll they'll give me figures or they'll say, uh, you know, what their vision is, but it's verbal. And I said, look, I said, you know, if you really want me to get what you're putting down right now, I really need you to get it to where I can see it. I'm a visual learner. I'm a visual person. And for me, the way I go is I'm visualizing it before it actually is. And isn't that what faith is all about? It's I'm visualizing the outcome I want. I'm visualizing it before it really is. There's no evidence of it being that. But I'm visualizing it that way. I'm visualizing my daughter getting married. I'm visualizing and I'm praying for that husband of hers. I'm praying for her grandchildren and how they're going to be. I am praying for my son. I'm praying for people to come around him. And parents, we all can be doing this. And we have to visualize it and believe what we're visualizing in our spirit and in our mind. And I have to tell you, it's powerful. It's so powerful. Second John 1.8, look, do not lose. We may receive a full reward Righteous, rewarded on earth. Honor, valuable, precious, appreciation such as gold. Honor is valuable and precious. And it is appreciated like gold. Dishonor is treated as common and ordinary. Not show respect or value. Isaiah 29.11 Romans 8. Dishonored Jesus in their thinking, understanding honor and authority. There's more reward. Isaiah 29, 11 is for you, this whole vision, I'm going to put it over here, is nothing but words sealed in a scroll. And if you give the scroll to someone who can read and say, read this, please, they will answer, I can't, it is sealed. Hmm. It is sealed. So, I don't know, I could take that so many different ways. How do you take that? is that they can't read it because it's sealed. How do you unseal something? You open it up, okay, and you, you, you have to get clarity. You have to get clarity on what the message is. You have to get clarity on what the lesson is. You have to understand. Even the goldfish, the whole situation with the house, buying the house, the goldfish, 
you know, the goldfish dying, 33 of them in, 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 in an hour or two because we put them in a, uh, a condition that was not wor- worthy of them living. Um, it, it, it didn't have what it needed, obviously. And so we need to make sure that the environment in which we are wanting to have that we're helping create, and we need to know what that environment is. And, and that's really a good lesson there. And therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us. Who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit? I think there's a lot of people living in the flesh. It's like, I want it and I want it now. You can have it your way, you know, have it your way, right? I mean, that's what we hear all the time. Have it your way. Okay. Me personally, I don't want my way. I want God's way because I know that my life is better if I follow his rules. If I am disciplined enough to say um, it's better to do without than to do with wrong or to do with sin, I would rather not have than to have it wrong. So I just want to live that life. And you know what? I'm going to fail. I had someone tell me today um, I missed an appointment and I feel really bad about missing the appointment. Um, I really do because everybody's time is valuable. But he commented back saying, you know, well, you know, you missed the appointment and you, you know, something about holier than now. And I thought, wow, that's really like harsh. Um, and I don't claim to be holier than now. I, I don't think I am. I just try to live a, a good life. Do I fall short? Yes. Do you? Yes, of course you do. And of course I do. Um, and, and what's really wonderful about that is I have God's grace. And God's grace, the acronym for grace, is God's riches at Christ's expense, meaning he died in my place. He died to cover my sins so that I could live a better life. Does that mean everything is hunky-dory for me or for you? Absolutely not. But my life is better because I have him, and I want to live the way he has created me to live so that I can do his work. And his work is so much more significant than anything I could do on my own. And, uh, you know, it's like taking that top off. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm very excited about what's next in my life. Look, your house is left to you, desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is Luke thirteen thirty five. Honor your father and mother. This is Ephesians 6, 2, 3. You can show this to your children. <laughs> Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now listen, I did not have a healthy family life. I didn't I had a dysfunctional family. I had a um I had a father who was um passive aggressive and angry and he took that out on me. He's he's not here now. Um and then my mom divorced him after 20 years of marriage and married an alcoholic who sexually molested me. And then she divorced him because he was an alcoholic and because it just didn't work and married another man, a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, retired. 
And uh, he was more of a dad than anybody else ever was. But it came to be that he disowned me when my mom died um, because of my Bible, because of me believing that scripture is truth. And because I believe in that, um, he says, you're, you were, he just said, I don't want anything to do with the Bible. And he actually just disowned me and didn't want anything to do with my children, which are his grandchildren. Um, And, you know, that's what happened. And I wouldn't change a thing when it comes to that. And on his deathbed, he decided that he wanted to make amends. And I had a decision to make at that time on whether I wanted to do that or not. And I felt like, you know, we don't have, you know, there's only hope when there's breath, right? There's hope as long as there's breath. And in this case, it was a hard decision for me to to step into his world uh, when he's laying in his bed very sickly. And I watched my real dad die of cancer, lung cancer. And I was by his bedside and watched him just dwindle down. And it's just such an awful thing, cancer. It, it just is terrible. Um, I wish they'd find a vaccine for that. I really do. I wonder why they haven't. But um, anyway, so in all of that, I had to make a decision on whether I was going to put myself through that and if I was really going to forgive him. Because, you know, it takes a lot to forgive somebody that has really done you wrong. I know that. But the Lord says to forgive. And he says, in the level you forgive, you too shall be forgiven. And I want all the forgiveness I can get because I'm not holier than now. And I am... I'm a sinner, and I just I wish I wasn't, but I am, and, and I fall short. And, and I say that because don't beat yourself up over anything that you've done. Don't beat yourself up over anything, you know, anything. Because, you know, we are what we are. God gave us freedom of choice. But the good news is, is that you can change your course now and that you can receive the grace, God's riches at Christ's expense by just asking him into your heart and asking him into your your life. And um, I recommend that highly, but obviously you have freedom of choice. Uh, So with that said, I'm just saying that if you're on the fence, if you're not sure, and you want to connect or talk to me, if you want to email me and connect with me, I would love for you to do that. Go to Sue, just like it sounds and spells, Sue Free, spelled like fries, spelled like fries, like french fries, Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and connect with me. Tell me your name. Tell me your connection. Um, And if you have prayer requests, if you have a situation, I have resources. I don't have all the answers, and I don't claim to have the answers. I just want you to know that if you need a prayer person, I love to pray. Um, I think praying praying is the one change I've made recently that I think has made the best difference in my life. In fact, my daughter even said, Mom, since you've been wearing that bracelet on your wrist, and my little granddaughter loves, the first thing she sees is me, and she smiles, which I'm so thankful for that. And side note on that, I noticed, I was going to say this, and I forgot to say this, is that those masks are changing our children's um, whole outlook on life. Because my little granddaughter smiled all the time. And that January, when my daughter had to put a mask over her face to breastfeed um, her Montana, is that my, my daughter, I know she stopped smiling. How sad is that? She stopped smiling. And she stopped smiling because she could no longer see her mother smile. So think about that. Think about your children and what they're experiencing. These people, these children have to get tested every week to go to school. Oh, my gosh. It's just, I can't even imagine that. I've had it done one time, and it was like, 
I was so anxious about it that just listening to them talk about the procedure, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to do that. But I needed to go to Hawaii for this event that I was talking about, and I had to get 72 hours. I had to get a free and clear COVID test, and so I did. Anyway, um, those who were standing near Paul said, how dare you insult God's high priest? And how dare us to insult God? God, I mean, how dare us? Um, Those of you that understand, you understand that he's so good and he loves us so much that he sent his only son to die for us. I I recommend him highly if, if you're wanting it. And if you're suffering, I'd love to connect with you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless. Bye for now. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.